Palm Sunday marks the beginning of Holy Week, where we remember Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. The people gathered at the sight of their king riding in on a donkey, riding to reclaim David's throne. The people's expectations were high. They praised God. They praised Jesus. But Jesus had no intention of meeting their expectations. The week would end very differently. It would end with Jesus on a cross, the curse of God upon him. As we look at the Palm Sunday events and look to Holy Week, what does this text say to us today? How are we to be impacted by what Jesus did that Sunday long, long ago? Join lay Pastor Mary Scheidler as she looks at the Gospel of Luke's account of Palm Sunday. Let us pray. Eternal God, quiet within us all mortal voices, that through the story and passion and by the Holy Spirit, we may have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Our first reading is a reading from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then 19 through 29. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithfulness, his faithful love lasts forever. Let Israel say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. Open the gates of the righteousness for me, so that I can come in and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate. Those who are righteous enter through it. I thank you because you answered me, because you are my saving help. The stone rejected by the builders is now the main foundation stone. This has happened because of the Lord. It is astounding in our sight. This is the day that the Lord acted. We will rejoice and celebrate in it. Lord, please save us. Lord, please let us succeed. The one who enters the Lord's name is blessed. We bless all of you from the Lord's house. The Lord is God. He has shined a light on us. So lead the festival offering with ropes all the way to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will lift you up high. Give thanks to the Lord, because he is good, because his faithful love lasts forever. Our gospel reading this morning is from the New Testament book of Luke, one of the gospels. Chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. It's called Jesus' Triumphant Entry into Jerusalem. After he said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying this colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. 
As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, seen saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. For a relatively short scripture and a simple scene, there's quite a bit going on here. And we pick up the story just after Jesus had told a parable about an earthly king. He says, when, after he had said this, when he said this, he went on ahead going into Jerusalem. He had told this story hoping, hoping that the disciples had heard it and understood what it meant. It was about an earthly king, a king that wasn't always fair and equal. So sometimes we see something that we don't quite understand. Like one part of what we're seeing is totally normal and another part is so unexpected and bizarre that we just don't quite know what we're looking at. About 20 years ago, Harry the horse thief and I were visiting Yellowstone Park. On our drive to the park from Bozeman, Montana, we passed a big yellow Cadillac convertible with the top down. A big guy in a big brown cowboy hat was at the wheel cruising down the highway. It was around noon, so we just figured he was probably headed into town to a cafe to eat. There's nothing weird about that. And then, doing a double take, we saw that the convertible was missing all the passenger seats. In place of those seats was a very large bull with horns standing on the caddy's front and rear floor. The bull had a ring through his nose and was standing perfectly still. Most of that scene seemed normal, including the cowboy who waved and smiled as he went by. Harry and I looked at each other and said, did we really just see that? The bull standing in the convertible while being driven down the highway is something neither of us will ever forget. In fact, it is so strange that I called Harry and said, did we really see that bull? Oh yeah, it was a big yellow caddy, he said. I mean, it was so fantastical, I thought maybe I dreamed it up. No, it was real. Can you imagine what it would have been like to see the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus, riding into Jerusalem on the back of a young, unbroken colt? It must have never left the memory of those that were along the road, loudly shouting, Hosanna, laying down both palm branches and their own cloaks on the road in front of Jesus as he rode by. A little background will help to better grasp what this story is all about. To begin with, Jesus gave two disciples a task. 
He said, go into the village over there. When you enter it, you will find tied up there a colt that no one has ever ridden. As always, Jesus sent disciples out in pairs. One disciple would have been more than capable to untie this young colt, but instead, Jesus sent two of his disciples. Well, the Old Testament law in Deuteronomy 19.15 stipulates that at least two witnesses were needed in order to convict anyone of a crime. So the Jewish disciples, they went and they, they knew that they needed two of them, and it was a Jewish tradition. They did this. It also, you know, it means that two are more reliable than one. If I would have only seen that bull in the Cadillac, might have been a made-up story. But since there were two of us, the story was verified. Jesus may have been thinking also of the power of shared ministry, the added impact when two or more people work together, sharing a common goal. And this, of course, would happen after Jesus had died on the cross when the disciples were out sharing the good news of Jesus. And yes, they went out in pairs. And even though today's scripture from Luke doesn't mention palm branches or people actually shouting, Hosanna, the other gospels do mention that. You see, to show respect, it was a custom of the Jewish people to cover the path of the one thought worthy of the highest honor. They put down the cloak that they were wearing, took it off their back. Maybe it was the only cloak that they had. They also waved and sent down palm branches. Not only were the palm branches plentiful and available, but the palm branch was a symbol of triumph and victory a symbol of peace was used in the Jewish holiday of Sukkot as a symbol of rejoicing, and later the palm represented eternal life. Hosanna is a Hebrew word in the Old Testament that was a plea for salvation. It roughly translates to, save us, we pray, O Lord. In the New Testament, the word Hosanna translates to the one who saved. There's a subtle difference there. Let's hear this again. Hosanna in the Old Testament is a Hebrew word that roughly translates to save us, we pray, O Lord. In the New Testament, the word Hosanna translates to the one who saves. These fam those familiar with the scriptures recognized that something huge was happening. God was making a change here. Those familiar would have remembered that in Zechariah, in chapter 9, verse 9, which was written about 500 years before Christ was born, says, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The people were seeing the words come true right in front of their eyes. And there would have been plenty of people around because you see it was Passover time and people had flocked into Jerusalem. 
So Jesus was indeed recognized and acknowledged as their Messiah. It's no wonder the crowd shouted out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And what a sight it must have been to see a grown man, the one perhaps they had heard, perhaps they had seen him perform miracles, to see this grown man riding into town on a small young donkey. Perhaps the feet of Jesus were even dragging on the ground. They wouldn't forget that. But why was it that Jesus was riding a colt, a foal of a donkey? Not only to fulfill what the prophet Zechariah had said, but it was also a tradition that the donkey is an animal of peace, unlike the horse that is an animal of war. A horse is what a king would have ridden in to the city on if he was bent on war or victorious. So Jesus riding on a donkey into Jerusalem would have symbolized his entry as the prince of peace, not as a king waging a war. And of course, normally animals such as a donkey were for the poor, horses were for the wealthy. And right in front of them was Jesus, the promised Messiah, the one who claimed to be the Son of God. So as Jesus rode the little donkey into Jerusalem, the crowds were perfectly right to shout out, Hosanna! Of course, the way Jesus saved, coming into town as the Prince of Peace, just may have been different than what the people expected or wanted or were hoping for. Remember, this isn't the first time that Jesus rode a donkey. It was a donkey that the very pregnant Mary rode into Bethlehem on. Jesus was born during a time when the Jews were anticipating a great and mighty king that would overthrow and defeat the Roman occupation and oppressors. Yet, instead of a grown-up king that was a strong, powerful, great and mighty power-welding person, Jesus arrived as a tiny baby, an infant that needed care and protection. Instead of riding a horse into Jerusalem, Jesus comes on the colt of a donkey. Jesus comes in peace. Jesus offers an alternative way of living, one of compassion and love, not of war and hatred. Jesus did not gain power by violence, but by the humility that bears witness to the truth. As the Pharisees cried out, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. The crowd's praise made the enemies of Jesus uncomfortable. It made them object to the praise being offered. It made them know that they were being defeated. And if the followers of Jesus had not shouted out Hosanna and praised him, the stones would immediately cry out. There is no silencing the power or presence of Jesus. So here we are 2,000 years later, and the question remains, how do we, the followers of Jesus Christ, show the power of Jesus 
Which way do we choose to do that? Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Community Presbyterian Church in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. 